Welcome Sierra Camille to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Sierra is an artist with a variety of specialties. She is an aerialist, she's a theater artist, she's everything in between, and so much more. She has been called an electrifying beam of positivity and happiness in this cynical world. Tonight, we'll get to know what motivates her, what inspires her, what drives her, and later, she'll do a multi-part performance. Please welcome to the program, the very special episode of the program, Sierra Camille. Welcome. Why, thank you. Oh, this is it. This is here. This is now. Yay! We've been talking for a long time about this. It's so yeah. true. I think probably a good place to start is to ask if I hit all of the notes in the intro of what you do as an artist and a performer. It's uh, it's a full bag. Yeah. So th- it's I, I, true. I, I think that it, it's confusing to people who have no knowledge of the world that you inhabit artistically. So if you could, in your own words, just tell us what you do, I think that would be a good place to start. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I would say as a the- I consider myself to be a theater artist, which is in some ways really all-encompassing and an aerialist. And I really like to specialize, and I find it very exciting to combine the two and take characters up into the air and do aerial performance that has not only the wow factor, which is also really fun to do. I'll be doing some of both this evening. Yeah. Um, so that, and then my theater skills include clown and mime is a lot of what I do. And there's a kind of common misconception, maybe not misconception, but people don't always know what I mean when I say that that's what I do. Um, so you'll see some of that in the performance tonight also it's got kind of this whole whole woman one woman show package to it and it's and, and you run through the whole gamut and it's it's just a lot of fun to watch oh good i'm so yeah. glad it's fun to do too so yeah I, I think another good foundational point would be to define what physical theater is this is a term that i knew very little about prior to looking at your work so you've introduced me to it and Yay. now and now maybe perhaps through this program we'll introduce some other people to it Yay. I hope so. Um, I mean, physical theater really just refers to theater that is not necessarily based in text. So a lot of plays that are commonly known or seen are like Shakespeare or um, Arthur Miller, Hamilton. And those are really textually based. So you're like blah blah we're having a conversation and that's how the story is happening where physical theater is more based in the movements that you're doing and commonly is original work, which is called devised theater. So you could say I'm a devised physical theater artist, which is a really fancy way of saying I'm a theater artist who creates original work. That's primarily not based in text. Um, which I, which when you do those things, what you're allowing yourself and you have the ability to play a lot with time and space, which you'll see me do. And I think of that in a way as cartoons, um, I have a teacher who said that once. He was like, you know, it's kind of like you when you watch cartoons, especially old time cartoons, part of the things that are funny and exciting to watch, they stretch time or they slow things down or speed things up really fast. And it's so exciting to watch. And as a person, just with your body, you really have the ability to do that 
Um, so it's really fun to play with. You mentioned to me in the lead up to this interview um, that this whole process of preparing for it felt timely because you've mm. been exploring a lot of the sort of stuff that we dig into oh, yeah. on this show. And I'm curious, like, why do you think that this has been that sort of an era for you? sort of era well in your personal life this is an era of self-reflection totally this is an era of looking at the art you make and thinking why do i do it i'm curious two-parter why do you think that is and what have you learned Ooh, good question um kind of a two-part answer so i for a long time as an aerialist i think because of my background in dance and i always in dance class was always like i'm not flexible enough my toes aren't pointed enough and i'm not skinny enough and all of those things that everyone has um, kind of carried over into my life as a circus performer. And like, I think as artists and I've been talking to people a lot about this lately, you're always like the imposter syndrome becomes so real where you're like, Ooh, someone's going to find out that I don't actually know what I'm doing or that like, I'm not supposed to be here, but that doesn't really exist in anything because as artists and as performers, we're all just, doing the best we can and in the world of being an aerialist I think there can be more pressure and I've met more I don't know people have their own ideas about the way certain things should be and I have only recently gotten to a point that I'm like wow I am good at this like I'm good at the thing that I do and I am valid to be here and I don't need to worry my toes are pointed my legs are straight it's fine I'm good to go um, and I think I've spent because making physical theater is not the norm. Um, there's not a lot of venues to perform it. And Ariel is so specific. It's has even less venues to perform it. Cause you're like, Hey, what's up? Could I come hang from your ceiling if it's tall enough and can hold enough weight? And maybe you could also pay me. People are like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Definitely not. Um, but recently I've, I've kind of been reflecting and I'm like, well, the art that I make isn't that weird. Like I could strive, I would like to strive to make art that's even weirder. Yeah. The weirder the work that you do is the more that doubt can creep in in your darker moments. Right. Because you, you try to look to what other people are doing for yeah. validation and there isn't a lot if you're yeah. truly unique and that can be kind of scary and isolating. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I just went through a program with someone, Rachel Strickland has this program, the Audacity Project. It's really amazing. Oh. And a lot of it was looking at what you really want as an artist and what you really want to be doing. And it's crazy because it's so scary to do that because you pinpoint what you really want to be doing. And then you're really looking yourself in the face of being like, oh, I can make choices and I can make decisions to make my art the way I want it to be as opposed to being like, well, there's this opportunity, so I'll just make a thing for that, or I don't know what's going on, so I'll just do whatever seems like I should do, and to really stop and be like, what do I actually want to be doing cool. is really hard and really rewarding in the end. You mentioned something earlier that reminded me of a quote I read in the obituary for a journalist named David Carr. I read this on the show like 75 episodes ago. If anybody really remembers it, good for them. I'm going to read it again. Uh, it's the last line of his obituary. It's a quote from him. His name was David Carr. He said, I now inhabit a life I don't deserve. He wrote at the conclusion of his book. But we all walk this earth feeling that we are frauds. The trick is to be grateful and hope the caper doesn't end anytime soon. 
that quote stays with me and it reminds me a lot of what you just said. That's totally, yeah, on point. Yeah, because I don't think you ever shed that sort of uh, doubt. There's always going to be times in your life where you doubt. Uh, yeah. Would you say that's true? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's funny. It's the second time I remember hearing that, that statement and thinking, wow, is so you mean everybody goes through with that feeling? To- yeah, yeah, that's all, totally. Everybody knows they're a fraud? Oh, my God. Yeah. Totally. Um, and that's why the podcast format is good, because we share human honesty, truth, yeah. frailty. Exactly. We, we all feel it. We all feel it. It's, yeah. You, uh, you incorporate a lot of uh, circus culture into mm-hmm. what you do, and circus art, you might be able to call it. And, and this is a world that I think many people aren't familiar with. Could you give us a little primer on that world? Oh, gosh. Yeah. What a big responsibility. Um, well, um, so in the circus world, and the, this is another thing that you're like, am I an imposter? Am I not? Which I don't feel that way about this anymore. But circus is at a really exciting, I think it's exciting, but it's only been, I'm kind of the first generation of people to have um, the ability to take recreational circus classes because traditionally the circus has been passed down through families and then you learn if you're in the circus and you're in a circus family and then more recently it's become more popularized and it's become more I mean through the internet and through the building of circus gyms it's kind of like a part of fitness culture which fitness culture is a big thing right now like with like CrossFit and parkour and aerial silks and pole dancing and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting though, because it is a performance art as well as like a athletic feat. And you'll watch performers sometimes. I mean, I must confess, I don't always like to watch aerial performance. I get sometimes bored watching it because some people are the best aerialists I've ever seen technically, but they're, they're not so much performers. And sometimes it's hard to find that balance between the two, but then you have a lot of students who are recreational students right now, which is, I teach, I teach a lot and I have a a lot, all my students are recreational students, which I love. I love teaching recreational students, which is definitely how I started. Um, but there's a lot to go with that because it's a really new thing that exists in our culture. There's questions about insurance and questions about safety and questions about how much regulation should there be for those different things. And um, ACE is the American Circus Educators Organization. It's a non- they're a nonprofit. Um, and they're really fantastic. They're kind of the leaders in like putting out rules, not rules, but uh, guidelines for the community to follow. And without, I mean, the circus community doesn't want to have really serious guidelines set in place because A, it's an art form. And as a teacher, you know, you like look at standardized testing. Like we're not trying to make circus in that vein where you're like, well, I'm a teacher, so I have to teach this thing to everyone. And also you don't want to give insurance companies something that they can lock yeah. onto and be like, you have to teach this thing this way, blah. Um, what a wild thing. So this new wave of circus performers and in interest is then now impacting some of the old school circus families and everybody's kind of having to change together a little bit because there's more of a spotlight on the whole process, it would seem to me. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's partly due also to just the existence of the internet and social media. I mean, we see 
these things happening. So back in the day, like you wouldn't see the circus and that it existed unless it came to your town. But now you go online and you're like, you know, that's like a video that gets a bunch of hits is someone doing cool stuff in the air. You once told me that it's hard to be a physical theater artist in the United States. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, cu- I'm curious your thoughts on that and why you think that is. So a lot of my thoughts on that are I haven't been to Europe as a physical theater artist, but I have heard and been told and the history just runs deeper there that people are much more aware of the existence of physical theater and it has a lot more support financially and just culturally. Um, not one of my same teacher who I talked about before has said in Europe, if you tell someone you're a clown, they ask where you went to school and in the United States, they ask you why. And it's totally true. Like I tell people, I don't anymore be like, I'm a performer. I'm a clown. Cause people are like, Oh cool. You go to birthday parties and tie balloon animals and you put on a white face and that's some of what clowning is but clowning is really really about the human experience and sharing that through failure largely and being able to laugh at yourself and clowning is like the hardest performance work I've ever done because you are just so closely examining your own self and your own failures and making fun of them and also trying to make a connection with the audience it's so fun, though, and people really love it. You say that it's uh, you're, you're trying to fail in a realistic way, but that's more than just, like, running in and, like, falling, right? Because, yeah. Because, like, when you watch you do a clown performance, like, you could just, like, have it be punched in on your face. You know what I mean? Like, what mm-hmm. you do with your face is a com- it's like yeah. a second act it's altogether. It's a whole thing. And that's, that's, a, that's a wild thing because it captures almost like and excuse me if this is the wrong way to put it because it feels weird to say it, but a cl- i think a clown a clown act done right and this is from a total novice total outsider captures like the grotesque humanity yes, of a person exactly that's exact yes you're correct okay very good yeah jim because there's there's sadness there i mean go mm-hmm. ahead tell me what you think about that i mean and and i think that's totally spot on and there's so many different types of clowns like they're not always just failing. You can be making fun of someone. You could be a power clown or a weakness clown. Um, it's all different. It totally depends on the person. But that is totally what it's all about, is that the really humanity. Yeah. I was hesitant to refer to you as a clown in the intro. Because right. I thought, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it is packs it, a lot of punch people for gonna, people. Are people going to get it? Is she going to be no, okay with that? it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but, and and people expect when they hear the word clown, they're going to see the nose. They're exactly. going to see the white face. Exactly. And, and, uh, and actually, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, there's a piece you do about the first day of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is just one of the best examples of, of how your face works. Oh. And, and how you communicate the human condition in that very last look, in the very last scene. It's just, it says so much. Let's talk about a that. word Thanks. being spoken, and it's very poignant. Is that oh, first, thank you. first love? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So uh, respond to that if you don't mind, and then if you wouldn't mind giving us background on that piece, because that, that piece has a lot yeah. going on A lot there going on. In that your piece, personal life as well. Yeah, totally. That piece is, I, I think it's so fun, and I think it's so funny, and I had a hard time creating it because I was just busting up in laughter making it and then when I would first perform it I just I think it's so funny and what is the piece um but this piece is called first love and it's about my it's a true story of my first 
couple days of high school and meeting my first boyfriend, uh, Joshua James Jackson, who's been on the show many times. Tied for first place on the yeah. show, um, in fact. Oh, number who's, of who's appearances. Well, we don't need to go into oh, that. Oh, well. Yeah. But yes, no, he, he's, he's, he's a friend of the Sonoma County music scene. He's yeah. a friend of ours. He's a, yeah. a fiance of yours. He's a fiance of mine. Yeah. Um, and we've been watching him on this stage for longer than I care to remember at this totally. point. Totally. That piece, First Love, is really, I mean, it's just a, it's just the true story of Josh and I meeting when we're 14 and silly teenagers and I I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. It's well and so it just basically <laughs> it, basically it's yeah. like they meet and then they're hesitant and then they go to they ask one of them asks the other on a date and then yeah. they go to the movie, they make out in the movie, the mom is a character in it, then they have sex and that's kind of fun. And, and what's and then at the end I, I think if Which, the by face, the way the, the mom probably doesn't know the, until the, she sees this piece. I know. The, I, the face I, you're talking about is at the end like yeah. a parent almost comes in while you're having sex, is that what it is? And you like stand up yeah. yeah, yeah, but it also that that look uh, is is it may have been outward towards a parent walking in, but there was so much inward going on with that look as well. At least that's what I got. It just wow. And what was inward about it? Uh, because here's here's a girl that has just gone through a first experience. This is a, is is a life moment, and uh, I. You know, I it just was. I think it was a universal look. It was wow. Was that good? Was that not good? Am I happy? Am I not happy? Oh, I'm so glad. That's did, so great. Did I feel it? Do I not feel it? Yeah, yes. it was. It it just grabbed me. Oh, thanks. I actually just changed that ending a little bit, so I'm glad because the end of the piece is actually like a little bit different than what actually happens in real life. Uh, well, yeah, but but, but I think that quick moment ha- occurs every day in this country probably every day in this world totally absolutely and, and that look i think captures it I, and i would just add that if you don't watch the performance and you just listen to this interview uh you should know that there's no music accompaniment there's no anything it's just sierra on the stage and she's on the ground and she's on uh, standing up and she's running back and forth and she's voicing all the characters and and so that gives you a glimpse into the sort of art that that yeah, sierra makes yeah. Uh, yeah and i love the point that you just made because you're right how many times have we all had an experience that was unique to that point in our life yeah. and you don't even really have use for adjectives you're just like wow that happened right yes wow that yeah. happened I, I'm I'm overwhelmed with the fact that that just happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when you're a teenager, yeah. I feel like you're yeah. like just overwhelmed all the time. Yeah, it's a, actually a wonderful feeling that I think happens less for people as they get older, and and it's it's a really beautiful one. Yeah, to be able to like just be driving from point A to point B, thinking about something that recently happened, to be like, wow, that happened. And I have no commentary for it. All I can say is it happened. Right. When I was a teenager, my number one word was in- everything was so intense. Was yeah. Like, so intense all the time all the time that's an example of it yeah yeah, yeah. well all i can say is thank you so much for coming yeah, on the thank show you so much tom and i are both big fans of what yeah. you do we've seen thank you do you. it at a number of shows because you yeah. accompany a lot of bands that you know yeah. and you know i just appreciate the energy that you put into yeah. it and especially what you've put into curating the performance and the discussion of the performance here tonight yeah so thank you so much for being a yes. part of it totally my pleasure yeah. so much fun so fun 
And if you, the listener, would like to see the performances oh, of Sierra and Camille, watch this. Watch that. and you have to go to the On Stage with Jim and Tom YouTube channel, they will all be on there. Yeah. You should probably subscribe to the channel. But if you're opposed Clearly. to that for some reason, just search On Stage Sierra Camille, and the full set of performances there she will, be. will await Ta-da. you. Yeah, Sierra, you are great. And yeah, it has been thank a, you so much. And it has been a pleasure to do this with you. So yeah. fun. One more time. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Tonight. Thank you. Thank you.